we set our budget um, late in the year, September, October in the year, and at that point we're looking to see what the demand uh, that we're getting is in and what we're expecting it to be in the following year. Um, and at that point, you know, we, we made a, a judgment, but actually the demands on us over winter and through, through the hospitals and everything were much, much higher than we expected. We had about 21% more people going through hospitals. And as a result of that, by the end of the year, we had a lot more customers. The knock-on effect of that into this year is an extra six million in costs forecast at the end of the year. And obviously our job now is to try and manage that back down uh, and, and make sure that we come within budget. How do you manage that back down to, to say it brutally, does that mean cuts? No, it doesn't mean cuts. It means doing things differently. So part of our challenge is the sheer number of people going through hospitals, um, which is a challenge for us, challenge for them too. But it's about can we stop people going in? Because we know once somebody's gone into hospital, they're far more likely to need uh, expensive social care. And the longer they stay, the more likely that becomes. But it's also about doing things differently, about keeping people in their own homes, so helping them after something's happened, getting them back to strength, making sure that they can survive and, and, and live on their own without us having to intervene, um, and doing those sorts of things in the community that make it safer so that maybe we can withdraw social care and avoid things like expensive homes and nursing homes um, and allow them just to live a normal life. We've seen one very real example of the knock-on effect that this can have with the 900 people in hospitals. We crudely call it bedrocking in the media, don't we? But uh, how has that situation come about and what can be done to kind of resolve that? Well, interestingly, so um, those people won't necessarily just be waiting for social care. In reality, uh, we have the fastest growing um, over 65 population of any county in the whole country uh, and it's set to grow really really rapidly the reality for us and for our health partners I meet with them you know twice a week probably on this subject is too many people are going in and what we'd like to be able to do and we're working with our MPs to do is to do more to stop that happening so that actually if somebody has a, a fall uh, or something happens to them that we can actually support them in their own home and work with GPs and community nurses and do more of that that's that's the, the actual solution to this all obviously in the meantime what we're doing is trying to work really hard to reduce that 900 patients and we don't want if we have a bad winter we need the space so we do need to do that and it's better for people if they're not in hospital but in the longer term what we really need to do is stop people going in in the first place you hinted about it there talking about an aging population but broadly speaking why is there such an increasing pressure on adult social care at the moment two things really so as i said we um are fairly unique in terms of our older uh our older population Um, we do have this big big demand and we're forecast to grow about another 15,000 by 2022 which is huge actually compared to other counties and other areas so so it's that but also those people are living much longer with more complex conditions and we've got to be able to manage that and that's not just about social care that's about health and voluntary sector and all of us working together the other side of things is we have far more younger people who've got learning disabilities or other issues um, who are living with much more complex conditions and they tend to also need a lot of care and support and we broadly have about a 50 50 split actually of older people over 65 and those under with those kind of conditions and i just kind of want to have one example of that Mm. which a chap mr ball he's a a case study i don't think that's his real name 32 years old acquired brain injury poor compliance behavioral outbursts wheelchair and uh, he needs 24-hour nursing care Mm. now that costs £83,000 per year just to treat Mr Ball and he's not uncommon is he? 
No, sadly not. And um, in fact, acquired brain injuries are quite a challenge in the county. And so uh, we're hoping to open a new centre, actually, um, in the beginning of 2021, that will deal specifically with that. But again, it's about rehabilitating these people and trying to support them as best they can to live normal lives. Um, but it's just one example. We deal with people with acute mental health problems. We deal with a lot of younger adults, increasingly with autism and Asperger's and all those things, as well as the, pe- the thing people know about, which is older people who are frail and, and need our support. And, and this is a natural, uh, sorry. And this is a national situation, isn't it? It's, it's not just Northamptonshire that's under these pressures. No, it's not. I meet uh, regularly with the other DASs who sit around these Midlands, and we're all under very, very similar pressures. Um, a lot of them are in probably a slightly better position than me in the sense that they have far less savings. Uh, one of my neighbouring authorities, for example, only has 2.3 million savings to make this year, whereas we've got to make 23 million. So, yes, we've got some unique challenges in one way, but the challenge of those populations and where the pressure's coming from is similar everywhere. This is the million dollar question, isn't it? But what is the solution of that, for that? Ultimately, obviously, we need to do as much as we can about managing demand. It is really, really about that. And, and you know, it's not a good outcome for people to end up in, in care homes and nursing homes. Sometimes that's right. But the longer we can help to support people to stay in their own homes, the better. Yes, we've got to do some stuff with health. Without a question, we've got to work better together to combine our resources, you know, to do sort of things in a more integrated way so that we can manage our combined money and staff better. Um, but ultimately, it is a big challenge with an ageing population. And ultimately, we have to find ways to either free funds by doing more in demand management or uh, ideally get some more income into the services. Most of that was the answer the government would like you to yes. give. The very last bit, get some more money in, is, yeah. is perhaps the other side of that argument. Does this just actually need more money coming in from central government? With our profile of our, the population, then ultimately, yes. I mean, we actually, a huge amount, people don't realise, we actually have about 53 million of income that comes in from clients already who, who contribute towards their care. But what we're seeing increasingly is as those people get older and they, they hit a threshold by, below which they don't have to pay for their care, and we do, um, increasingly those numbers are going up and so that's ending up back on social services and the longer they live which is great news the more cost we've got to face.